0: For the new year, I really wanna make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that's where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone, and I hope you guys are having an amazing Monday so far. Um, I'm having a great day. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, then you'll see that I am cozied up on the couch. Um, I'm down at the beach as I'm recording this episode. And yeah, I'm just super cozy and just loving this fall vibe. It's chilly today. I be I'm based out of Philly, so I would say it's like a sports day today. The Eagles play today, but honestly, every single day has been a sports day, which no complaints, but the Phillies, which is our baseball team, is in the playoffs. The Eagles are playing today. It's a lot, okay? A lot of sports, but it's it's been fun. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys are having a great Monday so far and that you are enjoying your week. I'm really excited to dive into today's topic, which is work from home and my work from home routine. Um, I find that when it comes to either working from home or being an entrepreneur, maybe you do both, whatever your case is, when you have more freedom in your work scenario, whether it's from home or how you structure your day or your schedule or things like that, The more freedom you have, the more structure you need because it's really easy to postpone things that don't absolutely have to get done right now. When you work from home and or if you work for yourself, then you know that if things don't have like a definite deadline on them, like they can easily be moved around, pushed around, things like that. But working from home, I really feel like is a skill that you kind of have to learn and develop and provide structure around in order for it to work effectively and stick and be productive with it because it's so tempting, I'll say, and easy to, you know, not have the morning routine or not take breaks or not end your workday if you're just constantly tempted by your couch or your bed or just being cozy or in an environment that you're very familiar with. Um, So it's, it's easy to be distracted when you work from home. So that's why I wanted to do this episode today, just kind of talking about my work from home routine, some tips, my schedule, and things like that, and hopefully you guys can apply it to your lives or your daily schedules or routines or anything like that or if nothing else above all else you don't work for yourself you don't work from home you don't structure your own day just a companion to listen to on a monday morning before we dive in i do just want to remind you guys that this thursday october 26 which i cannot believe it's already the end of october this Thursday is the first ever bonus episode of Manifest with Tori D. So this week, there will be two podcast episodes out. And on Thursday, it is a book club of the book, The Untethered Soul. This book is amazing. And I know so many of you guys have gotten the book and are reading the book. And I cannot wait for you guys to read it, finish it so that we can discuss it. This book is really life changing. It goes very deep, but it's really bite sized and digestible. It's a short read. It's about six hours on audiobook if you wanted to download it on Audible um, or get the audio version of it, however, you get audiobooks. And if you want to read it, it's not a very long book. I want to say it's at about or less than 200 pages. So it's a quicker read. And The best part about a podcast book club is that this episode will be around forever. So even if you don't finish it by October 26, 2023, you can always read the book and then listen to the episode whenever it is that you finish it. It's timeless and it will always be here. So if you guys want to join in on the first ever Manifest Book Club, that is this Thursday, um, and the book is The Untethered Sold by Michael Singer. I'll have it linked down below. I link it to Amazon, but definitely recommend searching for your local bookstores to have it. Um, I'm sure that they do. It's a very popular book and it's amazing. And the episode is coming out on Thursday. I'm really excited. I'll have a special guest on the podcast with me to talk about the book. And I am just really excited to have the first ever bonus episode of Manifest with Tori Simone this Thursday. So yeah, that is coming up. Um, And I kind of just want to dive right in today, guys. I'm really amped up about this topic and I love it. I'm really cozy. I'm really chatty. So let's just dive right in. Um, If you guys are watching on YouTube, then yes, I am using my phone. I normally use like my iPad or my laptop, but I'm just like chilling on the couch. If you guys don't know, we have a YouTube channel. It's the Manifest with Tori Simone YouTube channel. Search on YouTube, subscribe, follow while you're at it. Also read the podcast five stars. It really helps the show. And yeah, let's just get right into it. Okay. So I think the most important thing that comes from working at home, no matter what it is that you do, whether you are in complete control of your schedule, you are in partial control of your schedule, or you are in no control of your schedule, is to have some sort of structure to your day. Structure to your workday will provide boundaries and also a break and a release from work. When you work from home, it is very easy to always remain in that working mindset. But when you give yourself a structure, it really does allow you to separate your day of, okay, I'm working versus I'm not working anymore. And that's going to begin from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed. You have to put boundaries around your work. And that's why a work from home routine, quote unquote, is really important for me to have because it just puts those boundaries up of I'm working, I'm not working. And then it also allows you to remember that we are not our jobs. I feel like so many of us put so much of our identity into our jobs and into our career. And look, it's a good thing to be proud of what you do. And it's a good thing to have pride in your work and your career and be so excited about what you do that you want It to be part of your identity. I love everything that I do for work and I'm really grateful for that. But I also know that at the end of the day, like I am more than my job, I am more than just what I do in my career. And when it becomes your whole person, when your job becomes your whole persona and your whole identity. That's when it gets hard to be like, okay, well, you know, what if I, I, I got fired or I lost this job or I had to get a different job? Like, would I as a human being change who I am? No. And that's why I feel like having structure around your job and your work from home routine is really, really important. But it, it also. I'm going on so many different tangents because my mind is like I'm lit up in a million different directions. It also helps to increase your productivity so that you can get the maximum amount of tasks or jobs—not jobs—I I should say tasks—completed in a um, in the most effective time, in the most efficient time. I, I guess that makes the most sense um, to really maximize your workload in a short amount of time so that you can enjoy your life and do what you need to do, live the life that you need to live while putting efficient boundaries around your workday. So anyway, all this is to say that this is my work from home routine and these are um, the structures and routines and habits that I put around it. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good and I just love ending my night with a sauna. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across... uh, Okay, so the first thing that I do is I have a morning routine when I wake up. Now, I've talked about it before that my morning routine changes according to the season. Like in the summer, my morning routine is very fast-paced, and in the fall, winter, spring, it's a little bit slower and I'm very grateful for that. So, Right now, my morning routine looks something like this. And I also tried to not really timestamp this episode too much with like what time I wake up and things like that, because honestly, I could say like, oh, I wake up at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. every day which is pretty much true. Um, It's somewhere between those two. But that's also irrelevant because I have complete control of my schedule for the most part. So I am able to start work typically at like 9 or 10 a.m. every day if I wanted to. But for people that work from home but have corporate jobs, they typically have like a log-on time and then a log-off time. Sometimes a log-off time. But they typically have to like log on by 9 a.m. let's say so when I have complete flexibility I'm able to dictate what time I start my day so I really tried to avoid the time stamps with this episode but anyway so the first thing obviously that I do in the morning is wake up the second thing that I do and I do okay I you guys I'm all over the place today my brain is going a million miles a minute and I have so much to say. And I, ha- I feel like I have like a million thoughts that are all trying to get out at the same time. And they're all like fighting for attention to get out and be spoken first. So I just need to like silence all of them and just, okay. Anyway, the first thing obviously that I do is wake up. The second thing that I do is I read. I read before I do anything. This means like when I crack open my eyes, I turn off my alarm And I open my Oura Ring app and I check my Oura Ring app, take my temperature. Great. Then I put my phone away and I grab my Kindle and I read. I don't get out and I don't pee. I don't even drink water because I haven't brushed my teeth yet. So I don't want to like put my like morning breath, I guess, on my water bottle. It's weird. Um, I don't do any of that. I just track my Oura Ring, get my temperature out, put my phone down and read. The reason that I read first thing in the morning is because it is a very gentle start to the day. It's a really good wake up and it's a way that I can wake up kind of on my own terms and decompress. I know it sounds weird like, okay, I'm waking up in the morning. Why do I need to decompress? Like I just slept like that was decompression. When I wake up and I'm just go, go, go right off the bat, I have a very chaotic day that lasts with me the entire day. I need to have a slower morning routine to get me awake. With that being said, I am a morning person, meaning I'm more awake, energized, productive in the morning, but I need to kind of give myself that time to come to in the morning. So when I read is really that time. What I read depends on whatever mood I'm in. If I was feeling very inspirational or inspired, this typically means in the beginning of my cycle, I will read non-fiction, self-help, spiritual-esque books, such as The Untethered Soul, such as anything for my yoga teacher training reading, things like that. If I am feeling like I'm reading this really good fiction book and I can't get enough of it and I just want to wake up and read that, I will do that. I just finished Fourth Wing. If you guys read it, I'd love to know. Um, I also just finished Wildfire by Hannah Grace. If you guys read that, I would love to know your feedback. I just, well, I haven't started it yet, but I think it's called, I don't know. It's another book by Rebecca Yara? The, the author who wrote Fourth Wing, she did like a romance book. It's about a plane. I have not started it yet, but that's I just downloaded it today. So I'm going to start it when I'm done this episode. But... All this is to say that I wake up and I read, and I read in bed, and I don't even like putting contacts, glasses, nothing. I just read on my Kindle. I stay laid down because it's very comfy and cozy. I read anywhere from 15 minutes to one hour. Again, if I wake up at 7 a.m., I can read for an hour. If I wake up at 8 a.m., I'll read for about 15, 30 minutes. It just depends whenever I wake up, but I will read for 15 to an hour. It just feels good. It's a very gradual wake up and I really enjoy it. It's also just a good way because sometimes when I wake up, I'm not ready to just like start the day. So the alternative tends to be going on social media, which I definitely do not want to do. That is like the number one thing to not do when you first wake up is start your day on social media because you haven't even had a chance to start your own day yet. Why would you start Your day with the influence and bombardment of someone else's day before you even had the chance to start your own day. So that's why I read. When I'm done reading, the next thing that I do is I go into my bathroom and I use the bathroom. I brush my teeth. I put in my contacts. I then take drinks of water after I brush my teeth, all that sort of stuff. Then I will do my skincare routine. Having my skincare routine. In the morning is such a signal that my day is beginning. This is something, even if it's just as small as splashing water on my face, it really does make a big, big, big difference to my day. So I will do my skincare routine. This typically includes a face wash, a serum, a moisturizer, and a sunscreen. Sometimes a tinted moisturizer if I'm feeling it, but not always. Those things and it makes such a difference on my day. I feel like I'm ready to go. Then sometimes I will stay in my pajamas if I'm feeling like it, but other times I will change into workout clothes. Um, Doesn't matter if I have workout clothes on or my pajamas because after this, I will then go for a walk. Yes, I do walk in my pajamas. The reason that I will walk in my pajamas is because it doesn't matter what I look like. It matters that I do the walk. So I will look crazy, but I'll go for a 20 minute loop around the neighborhood. If I did change before this, great. And now I'm just doing that 20 minute loop in workout clothes. Some days I want to wear workout clothes. Other days I want to wear my pajamas. It just depends on the day. Depends how I'm feeling it also tends to depend on my cycle. If I'm in the second half of my cycle, like my luteal phase, I will tend to walk in my pajamas. If I'm in my follicular phase in the beginning, I will tend to walk in my workout clothes. I don't know why this is the way that it is. Well, I kinda do. Um, It just has to do with your energy levels and stuff like that, but for me, if I wanna be cozy comfy all day, I don't sit down in my pajamas and I just go for a stroll and I look a little crazy while I do it, but I don't care. The purpose of this walk, a few things. Number one is to get morning sunlight. I talk about this all the time, but it is so good for you to get morning sunlight. Even if the sun is not out and it is overcast and dreary, get outside because you are still getting the UVB rays from the sun, it is so important for you. And it's really good to get it in your eyes. To sum it up shortly, Dr. Huberman explains it so much better than I will. So I definitely recommend to listen to Dr. Andrew Huberman. The importance of getting sunlight in your eyes as soon as you can when you wake up. So this is anywhere from like, my rule of thumb is like 90 minutes after I wake up, I try to get sunlight out um, in my eyes. This is important because, number one, it's really good for your eyes to get that UV light in your eyes. Number two, it's really good for your circadian rhythm. You do not experience that afternoon crash if you have morning sunlight exposure. It helps me sleep really well that night if I get morning sunlight. If I do not get it, I always notice a direct impact to my sleep, and sleep is the most important thing. So, 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 so important. So walking outside is really good. Getting that morning sunlight, it immediately starts me off the day with gratitude. I walk outside and I just feel really, really grateful. That kind of brings me to my second point of why walking is so important to me in the morning. It moves energy. When I wake up, when we all wake up, we all have an energy about us when we wake up. I don't know if you've ever woken up in a bad mood on the wrong side of the bed and you just can't seem to kick it. I guarantee you if you go for a walk, a stroll, 20 minutes, take your dog if you have one, put a podcast in if you want, listen to music, call a friend, whatever it might be. Going for a 20-minute walk will move that energy and you will come back feeling so much better. Monday mornings, I tend to wake up very anxious on Monday mornings. Reason being I just have a lot of things to do on Mondays. Mondays are a very busy day for me, and I just feel anxious on Mondays. I try my best not to, but I do. And the thing that helps me are my morning walks. When I go for a walk on a Monday morning, I physically feel in the beginning of the walk very anxious, and by the end of it, I can't even remember what I was anxious about. I always feel better, and I'm always immediately grateful for that walk Also, while I'm on that walk, I'm able to just kind of declutter my mind and just think very clearly, and when I return back from home or I return back to home after my walk and I begin working, I'm very clear-headed and I make much better decisions throughout the day, all just by moving energy. Now, if it is raining and I cannot go for a morning walk because I don't like walking in the rain, whatever, then I will practice yoga yoga does the exact same thing for me as a walk in the sense that it moves energy. Now I don't do like a full on yoga practice. So this isn't like an hour long thing. When I first wake up, it's typically a 15, 20, 25 minute flow. Um, I can talk more about this later on, And when I am a yoga teacher and certified, I would eventually love to begin posting like 15, 20 minute flows, things like that for this exact purpose. But for the time being, I'm kind of just going through the sequence that I'm learning in my yoga teacher training and just practicing that. One, so that I can learn the sequence and two, so that I can just continue to get my yoga practice in. But for the same reason that it moves energy. When I'm in a funk and I just don't feel my best mentally, even physically, or even if I'm just feeling tired, this helps so much. So, my tip here, whatever it is that you choose, is to wake up, do one thing for yourself. My example was reading, that makes me feel really good, and then move your energy. For me, it's a walk could be yoga, it could be a workout, whatever it might be, but do something to move your energy. This could be unloading the dishwasher, it could be tidying up around the house, it could be laundry. I know some people like doing chores is very therapeutic. For some people, cleaning is very therapeutic. Um, So if that's your thing, whatever it is, find your thing and stick to it and just pick three morning non-negotiables to start your day for you. When you work from home, it is so easy to just – if you log on at 9 to wake up at 8.55, roll over, brush your teeth, get back in bed – log on, your work day has begun. But what have you done to set yourself up for success that day? So far, nothing. You need something that distinguishes. I am me without my work, but I am taking care of me before I begin my job. Like your job is just a part of you. It is not your whole entire being. It's not who you are. It's a part of you. So, having that morning for yourself is so important. So, anyway, I digress. I wake up, I read, I do skincare, and then I move energy in the form of walking or yoga. Then, if I did not change before my walk and I did all this in pajamas, this is the time that I will then change. And I typically change into workout clothes because workout clothes are comfy. And because I do a workout later in the day, but I typically change into workout clothes at this point. Then from here, after I change, I begin to work. So I work for about 90 minutes on the most important task of my day. Um, For me, I have yet to drink coffee. I have yet to make tea. I have yet to eat breakfast. I prefer to do the first bout of 90-minute work fasted because I find that I am the most productive when I'm fasted and I think the clearest when I'm fasted. Now look, if I'm hungry, I will eat. But Typically, like if you asked on average, I normally don't eat before this. I have an entire episode on deep work and I will link that down below if you guys are interested in that episode. I love it. I reference it in almost all of my episodes nowadays, but I do a bout of deep work for 90 minutes, and that is the first thing that I do. So this is the most important task of the day. So maybe that means recording a podcast episode. Maybe it means making a newsletter for my business. Maybe it means designing a planner format. Maybe this means a, yeah, I'd say those are good examples. Like I try not to do meetings. I try not to do calls. I try not to do anything collaborative first thing in the morning because I like to do my own thinking in the morning. I need time for me to work through my ideas, to work through what I need to do this day before I begin any sort of collaborative work. So for example, I have a Monday morning meeting at 10 a.m. So that means that I will typically start working on Monday mornings at 8.30 in the morning because I have a meeting at 10. So I like to have my first bout of work to myself for 90 minutes or so. This is also why I said I don't want a timestamp because every day is a little bit different. And if you're type A like me, it's probably driving you crazy that I said I wake up from seven to eight, but then I also sometimes start work at 8.30. Yeah, it drives me crazy too, but every day is slightly different. But The time that I wake up and time that I start working and stuff doesn't matter. It's that I still have this routine, regardless of whether this routine starts at 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. It's always the same the routine, not the time. Anyway, so I work for 90 minutes on the most important task of the day. When I do this, my phone is on do not disturb. I typically will set a timer of 45 minutes and then I will do another 45 minute timer. Time goes really, really fast. And having that timer set is a really great way to, I don't know, like there's some sort of like mental game that goes on where it's like, okay, like I'm going to try and beat the timer and just work right through it. I don't know. There's something about it that I just get competitive. I'm like, let me see how much I can do in this time. So I do two sets of 45 minutes so that, you know, 90 doesn't feel like this big thing. You could also set a 90-minute timer if you'd like. But anyway, I do 90 minutes on the most important task of the day. Then after that, I will have breakfast. Breakfast is whatever I'm feeling like that day. Typically, it's some form of eggs and, you know, breakfast foods. This is when I'll also have a coffee if I'm feeling it, but then I will have breakfast. After breakfast, I will work again for about 60 to 90 minutes. This can be collaborative if I have meetings, but I try my hardest to not have meetings until the afternoon. I have an exception with, like I said, my Monday morning meetings that I have at 10 a.m., Other than that, I always try to have meetings and such in the afternoon. So if I can, this will be another bout of work just for me. But this is when it gets a bit more collaborative. So I'll send out texts during this time, emails during this time. During the first 90-minute bout, I try not to text anyone, try not to email anyone. Like it's just for me and ideas. And then the second bout of work is when I typically try to, you know, it's a little bit more collaborative and things like that. So after I work for the second 60 to 90 minute bout of work, I will take a break. At this point, I'm about three hours into working, so I feel really good taking a break here. Now, breaks are relative, and they are going to be different for everyone. If you are someone that works in an office, I recommend just taking like a water fountain break if you can walk to the water fountain or walk outside, something like that. If you work from home and you have a time break, like you only have 30 minutes or something, it's sometimes really nice to just get out of the house and go to Starbucks and just get like a middle of the day drink or go to Wawa, which is like a gas station and get like a Diet Coke or um, walking around just doing like a little 20 minute loop around your house or your office, um, maybe it's calling a friend, maybe it's practicing yoga, just anything small that can get you up and moving and physically away from your work. For me, my breaks are longer because I make my own schedule. So this is typically when I will work out. I really enjoy an 1130 noon, 1230, 1pm 1 workout time. It works really well for me because I am awake, I'm not tired, I feel really good about the work spot that I'm at because I've had a very productive morning and I'm kind of feeling like my brain just needs some time. But I'm still feeling energetic from all the work that I was doing. Like it doesn't feel draining. So working out is now a really good time to get that energy moved through me and to just kind of cleanse it all out and put a barrier between me and work. So this is when I'll go take a yoga class or I'll I will go lift if I'm lifting, which I'm barely doing, but I do my best. I dabble in it. I talked a little bit that I was like doing like a very moderate strength program. So I'll do something like that. Uh, I'll take a Pilates class. I will go for a walk. I'll go for a run. Anything that I'm doing workout wise, that is when I will do my workout class is typically in the middle of the day. I really like it. So after my break workout, then I will come home. When I come home, I will take a shower and then I will have lunch. So yes, I'm very aware that this is a long break, but the reason that I'm able to do this is because my, I'm very, very lucky that my job, some days will have 8, 10, 12-hour workdays, but other days will have 4-hour workdays, 3-hour workdays, and I don't need to spend every hour working just because I'm it's you know a Wednesday and I feel like that's what I should be doing. I definitely do take longer breaks in the middle of the day, but it's because I feel really confident in the work that I'm doing that it's productive and that it is efficient and it's very meaningful. Like what, the work when I work, it's very intentional and I'm doing the work that matters. I'm working on, I'm working in and I'm getting everything done that needs to get done. So, I'll take a shower. It depends if I'm doing like an everything shower, if, you know, how sweaty the workout was, or if I can just do a little rinse off and then I'll have lunch. Lunch is typically leftovers or just something simple that I have around the house. Um, And then after I have my break, I shower and then I have lunch. That typically all takes anywhere from 30 minutes. If, you know, it's a quick walk, shower, break. Okay. Let's say an hour. An hour to two hours, depending on the workout that I did, if I did an intense workout that day, it's about anywhere from an hour to two hours of a break. After I return from that break, then I will work on admin things. This is when I will check things off of my to-do list. So anything that has to get done that is like small on a to-do list, such as, you know, answer this one email or call my gas company or um. I don't know, just anything that's on a to-do list, that is when I will do it here. This is like my TISC list, like just things that have to get done. This is also when I will schedule calls and meetings. So after my break, when I've been able to kind of digest what I'm working on earlier in the day, I've had a little bit of a break from it. I worked out, I showered, I'm cozy, I'm comfy, I'm like back in the zone again. This is when I'll schedule calls, schedule meetings, things like that. Most of my meetings are virtual. I rarely have in-person meetings and that's really nice. I also rarely have me, like I'm really not in the field of work where I have a ton of collaborative meetings and calls and stuff like that. It's really, it's really not like that for me. And in my line of work, whenever I do have calls, I can like have cameras off and stuff like that. And it's normally with like my planner manufacturers and, and people like that. Now, if I do not have any more work to do after my lunch break, which sometimes that happens, like if I just have a rather light day, like on Fridays, I typically don't schedule work later in the afternoon. I'll just have like my morning work. And then later in the afternoon, I just, I'm like, okay, I'm done for the week. Then if I don't have anything to do afterwards, this is when I will run errands or do household things that I need to do. Errands would include grocery shopping, running to Target to get like the laundry list of things that somehow we all run out of at the same time. Like how do I always run out of paper towels and toothpaste at the same time and like dishwasher pots? Like how does that always happen? But somehow it does. So like I'll run out and run errands or I have to go to the, I feel like I always have to go to the bank. So like I'll go to the bank during this time. I'll pick up stuff. I had to pick up prescriptions for my dad at CVS today. So like stuff like that, you know, you guys know what errands are or household things. So putting away laundry, or cleaning the house, or prepping dinner, things like that. Just like household things that, you know, just have to get done because houses don't maintain themselves. Or Me time. If I'm reading a really good book and I want to read, I will read. If I want to catch up on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, this is when I will do that. It really just depends on the day and the workload that I have. And here's the thing with me. I used to feel extremely guilty for not always working every single workable hour of the work week. The way that I overcame this was I just remembered that not every single day is going to be an eight-hour work day, and that's just going to be okay. The reason why, and last week I made a whole episode on balance, and I'll link it down below, but this is the balance of work guilt, and this is the balance of I guess not having work guilt is that you're going to have four hour work days. You're going to have eight hour work days and you're going to have 12 hour work days. So on the days that I have a four hour work day, I'm grateful for it and I take full advantage. I'm like, okay, I worked four hours. There's honestly nothing else for me to do. So I'm not going to just fill my time working because I feel like that's what I should be doing because there are other days where I work for 12 hours and it's hard to get away even at the end of that 12 hour work day it all comes in balance. So just remembering that like that four hour workday, I'm going to embrace it because there's going to be a day soon when I'm having a 12 hour workday where I'm like, I just want to be done or I can't believe that, you know, it's just been such a long day. I'm just ready to be over it because it all comes in balance and there's balance in the imbalance, baby. So I no longer feel guilt about this. I used to, and I used to feel like, okay, if I'm not working during every workable hour of the work week. I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not succeeding enough. I'm not as successful as I should be. I've stopped that narrative. And I just say, this is a really nice, pleasant surprise that I'm having right now. And I'm going to fully embrace it. And I do, and I don't feel guilt. It feels amazing. And I think the reason that I don't feel guilt is also because I know that I have everything planned out And I'll link down my Sunday night planning episode so that you guys can kind of see what I mean that like, if I know I have something else to do, it's normally accounted for later in the week. So I'll link that down below if you guys are like, okay, but how do I know that I have everything planned out in order for it to all get done? It just will all get done. Um, I'll link that episode down below, but I don't feel guilt because I know that everything else is going to be taken care of. So right now, the only thing that has to get taken care of is me. And the only thing that has to get taken care of is like stepping away from work. And like, sometimes that's just the most important thing. Okay. Then if I have night activities, so this is either, so remember we're after lunch and now we're in like that third block of either work errands or me time. Then after that third block, this is when if I have night activities, I will do that here. So night activities include like I teach spin on Monday nights. Like that's a night activity. If I am going to the studio for an event, that's a night activity. If I'm meeting up with friends, that's a night activity. If I'm going to dinner or someone like that's a night activity. If I'm uh, I don't know, like going to a pottery class, which I've never done in my life. So that's very random that I bring that up as an example. I would do that here. So any sort of activities at night, that is when I would do that would be right here. After the night activity, if I have one, most of the time I don't, but if I do, once that's done, I will then begin cooking dinner. Dinner is my signal that the day is over and I get to unwind. So this is when I cook dinner. Dinners can be simple. They can be complex. It really just depends kind of on my day. And once I plan out on Sunday nights, like what my week looks like, I'm able to kind of see if I have more time to cook on Tuesday nights. Like Monday nights, I never have time to cook. They're always easy meals and that's just how it is. But like on Wednesday nights and Thursday nights, I tend to have a little bit more time, a little bit more freedom. I can do a bit more things, you know, on those nights. So again, listen to that episode. I'll link it down below. I think it was my episode two weeks ago if you guys are interested in it, but I always unwind with dinner and that is like my signal that the day is done and I'm stepping away from work. Then I will eat dinner and normally I will eat dinner while I watch a show. Um, I'm just a couch eater and I am an eater on the couch while I watch TV. It's just what I do. I say TV, but I actually watch all of my shows on my phone or on my iPad. Let me know if anyone else is like this too, but I very rarely turn on the TV to watch TV. I just prefer it on my phone. So I'll watch TV on my phone, typically like Bravo or something. Then I will read a book. Um, and I will typically read a book while my boyfriend is like watching his TV shows. We typically don't like really watch the same sort of TV shows. So, I mean, we have a couple shows that we like share together, but, um, or he'll like play video games and I'll read a book or whatever, but I really like reading a book at the end of the day while he does his thing. I do my thing. It works really well for the both of us. I love doing that. And then I'll make my way up to bed anywhere between like eight 30 to 10 PM. And then when I get into bed, Um, I will read my book or I'll just close my eyes and go right to bed. I try my best to not scroll on TikTok too much or go on Instagram or just be on my phone at all. Um, I really just try to either read or just close my eyes and go to bed. And that is, oh my God, it's 444. The last time I recorded an episode, same thing happened. I looked at my phone and it was 444. I love when that happens. But that's pretty much my work from home structure. Um, and my routine every day. So it always starts out with a morning routine. Then it goes into my deep work. Then it goes into breakfast. Um, then it goes into another work bout. Then it goes into a break. Then it goes into a third block, whether that's work, errands, household things, or me time. Then it goes into nighttime activities. Then it goes into dinner, which is my signal to end the work day. Then it goes into some more me time, detoxing, chilling time, typically involving reading a book, then I go to bed, then I rinse and repeat again the next day. And that's what I do Monday through Friday whenever I work from home. I really like my daily routine. It works for me. And honestly, the best way I can explain it is that this is like a soup. Every single day, I the work from home routine is a soup, meaning every single day, a soup is being made, but the ingredients in the soup can change. So like I said, some days they start earlier. Sometimes they start later. Sometimes my lunch break looks different. Sometimes my timing of my work bouts look different. Sometimes the amount of work I have looks different, but at the end of the day, I'm still having the soup of the work from home routine, but the ingredients can change in and of itself, but the end product is still always the same. This is what I found after years of working from home that has worked for me. This works because I'm able to be comfy at home. I'm able to have a morning routine. I'm able to have a signal at the end of the day to end my day. That's a really big tip. Like, No matter what it is, no matter how busy you think you are or how busy you actually are, or whatever it is, you need to have some signal that ends your workday. For me, it's cooking dinner. For you, it might be walking your dog, or it might be taking a shower, or it might be changing out of your work clothes. Whatever it is, you need something that's like, okay, I'm, I put in my time, I'm done for the day, I'm closing this, and I'm moving on. That is really, really important. So for me, it's cooking dinner, and that works for me. Um, let me see if I have any other tips that I just wanted to throw your way before we wrap up this episode. Um, I think it's really important to eliminate any sort of distractions when you're working from home. I personally put my phone on do not disturb because it's so easy for me to see like a text come through or an email or get a phone call and just completely lose a train of thought that I was on. Like there are so many times when I will go on my phone to look for a text message or a photo and then I see something else come through and then I get off my phone. I'm like, wait, I went. my phone for a reason I totally forgot why I just went on my phone and I didn't even get what I needed to done I didn't even do what I needed to do on my phone so you, you know what I mean like it's just so easy to get lost on your phone so when my phone's on do not disturb it helps me so much when I work from home and I get to stay really focused another thing is that I like to turn on background noise Music is really nice. Frequencies are really nice. Video podcasts are really nice. I recommend Manifestatory Simone video podcast. It rocks. Cooking shows are really nice. Whatever works for you. My parents are both entrepreneurs and my mom always had Law and Order on or like Law and Order SVU was always on or cooking shows. My dad loves the band Fish. He jams out to Fish when he works and it's like on full blast. So it really like just depends on people like silence some people like noise. I prefer a little bit of mix of both silence and noise. Um, so for me, I'll typically put on like a video podcast or a cooking show or a video podcast, did I say that? Or frequency, just something mindless that I can put on in the background. And another tip that I have is to have some form of work from home space or office. Now, look, we can't all have like home offices if it's just not accessible for you. A lot of us live in studio apartments or we don't have our own apartment or we just have a bedroom and all we can do is work on our bed or on our couches. I totally get it. If that's the case, I recommend purchasing like a work tray from Amazon, like those things that you would put like breakfast in bed on, just get one of those, and put your laptop on it so that when your laptop is out on that tray and you're laying in bed, you know that like it's work time. And when that's away, you are away. Like you are not working when that is away. You are sleeping. You are relaxing. You're doing anything else that you do in your bed other than working. If you are able to have a workspace that you can dedicate just to working, I highly recommend it, whether it's your kitchen table, your kitchen island, if you have an actual office or even just going somewhere. I have a friend that works from home. She works remotely for a corporate company and she they don't have an office. Um... And she goes to a Starbucks every single day and that's her office. Like she just goes to work at a Starbucks every single day. So even if it's just going to your local library, libraries are free. Just going into a library and sitting down, working from a library, working from a Barnes & Noble. I see so many people doing that, going to your local park, like bringing a hotspot with you. If you are able to create a dedicated workspace, it is going to change your work from home routine and it is so important and so, so key. I think that's where I'm going to leave you guys today. Working from home is such a blessing, but it's also a blessing and a curse. With so much freedom, you definitely need to have structure in your work from home. So these are the tips that I recommend. I hope that they resonate with you guys. I would also love to know your tips working from home. So if you guys do work from home or or if you work for yourselves or any sort of productivity tips, reach out on the YouTube channel and leave it in the comments down below so that we could all read them. I would love to know. Um, But I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to tune in this Thursday for the Untethered Soul episode of the first ever Manifest Book Club. I love you guys so much. Happy Manifest Monday, and I will see you guys all next Monday. Bye, guys.